Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithRoy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithRoy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to a special Thanksgiving edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana, and if you are in the United States, you know that in a couple of days, we are celebrating one of our big national holidays, which we call Thanksgiving. Now, I got to tell you that I have stopped and started this recording a number of times because it sort of dawned on me that, you know, there are people listening to this podcast from all over the world, and some people might not know at all, what am I talking about in terms of Thanksgiving, okay? So then I tried to start to explain Thanksgiving, and for those who live in this country, you might recognize the challenge that I had there, because For a while, there was a common understanding of what Thanksgiving was, but then maybe in the last 10, 20, 30 years, people have been challenging the historical, quote, truth about Thanksgiving. And so now it's sort of all over the place. It's sort of like, how do you describe what Thanksgiving is and not get into a big argument with some group of people? (laughs) So... So I've stopped and started this podcast and like, my God, I've got to explain a little bit about what Thanksgiving is. Otherwise, it's going to have no context for people that don't live in the States. So here's my shot at explaining Thanksgiving in the most basic way possible, I think in a way that hardly anybody would argue with. And and maybe this is at least the partial truth. Thanksgiving was a celebration of our early founders of the fall harvest, right? Back in the 1600s, when people started coming to the U.S., they were, of course, farmers, and you would have a harvest in the fall, and they would get together and express their gratitude and their thankfulness for what the farming season and what the earth and what their what their work had produced. So Thanksgiving is a celebration of the fall harvest. So I don't can we agree on that? I don't know. I, I there there might be people that would would not agree with that. Either way, at least now you know no matter where you are in the world a little bit about what Thanksgiving is. Now in, in common day, you know, we're not all farmers, but it has become a regular holiday where we in the United States gather together. I think it's always the fourth Thursday in November, and we just get family and friends and loved ones together, and we have a big feast. And the idea is to be thankful and grateful for the previous year. Now, I don't know how many families actually go around the table and express their gratitudes and what they're thankful for that year. I I don't remember my family doing that specifically. I think we just love to eat. (laughs) And and we did that. Um, 
and perhaps other families are really good about that. I, I think it would be a wonderful tradition to have in a family to actually verbalize what you're thankful for, you know, around a Thanksgiving dinner table. That'd be cool. But all of that is not the point of this podcast. What I want to do is I want to use the holiday to talk about a bigger issue that affects all of us, really affects the very nature and the very way that we experience life. I want to talk about gratefulness as a way of life. Gratitude, not as something we do like on Thanksgiving, but can gratitude or thankfulness or appreciation be a way of life and not restricted to a certain day? I think that's that's a pretty worthy goal to aspire to. And I would imagine most of us would love to sort of experience our own lives that we would have more gratitude, that we would experience more appreciation and thankfulness. I I know that I would like more of that for my life because as I do periodically in this podcast, I want to tell you that just because I'm the one doing the podcast doesn't mean that I have mastered every single topic that I discuss here. Okay. And in terms of gratitude being a way of life, I can honestly tell you that I have not mastered that. Okay. I mean, I can bitch and moan and complain with the best of them. Okay. (laughs) I can feel entitled. I can feel like I deserve things. I can not appreciate things that people do for me or around me. Um, right. So I kind of feel like I'm sort of a normal person in this regard. And yet there is a desire within me to transcend some of that a little bit, to, to bitch and moan and complain a little less and open my eyes to, to what I have and what my life is like and experience a greater degree anyway of gratitude and thankfulness and appreciation. And so I thought we should talk about this topic because it really does affect our relationships. I mean, it certainly affects our our individual interior experience of our day-to-day lives, right? If we're filled with gratitude and appreciation and thankfulness rather than being filled with victimhood and anger and entitlement and, you know, all of that, then, you know, one person is going to be happy. The other person is going to be miserable, right? So certainly our level of gratitude within us affects our own individual experience in life, but it really, it really affects our relationships, right? Like, Who likes to be in a relationship with Debbie Downer? Who likes to be around people that bitch and moan and complain and see that the glass is half empty and that they, they're entitled to things and think they deserve things and perhaps are prideful and arrogant about what they have and 
They're, they're not thankful for how others have helped them and how they live in a culture that has helped them have what they have or achieve what they've achieved, right? And so if you, if you want to, like, I guess you could say, if you made a list of qualities in a human being that would make you attractive for friendships, for connections, and for intimate relationships, I think if you gave it a little bit of thought, that you'd end up putting gratitude or appreciation or thankfulness on your list as as a quality that would would make a person attractive and desirable to be around, pleasant to be around, maybe even fun to be around. Okay? So with that, I want to talk a little bit about gratitude. And 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 so in starting that I would say that we can approach wanting to be more grateful and appreciative and thankful from two different directions. You can approach it from the outside in or from the inside out. And when I say from the outside in, you could start to just, like you could get a gratitude journal, which is not a bad idea, by the way. But you could get a gratitude journal and you could just discipline yourself that every day at the beginning of your day or the end of your day, you're going to sit down and write down five things that you were grateful for that day, right? So you could set up practices and somewhat of a structure, right? And you could discipline yourself to be a more grateful person, okay? Now, there's nothing wrong with doing that. I don't know when you take the the outside-in approach where you sort of structure something and become disciplined and say, I'm just going to do this. I'm not sure it lasts. And I'm not sure it actually transforms the heart. Because wasn't it Jesus who said, out of the heart the mouth speaks or, or did he say out of the mouth, the heart speaks either way. I think you, <laughs> either way, I think you understand what he's getting at. He's getting at like what really matters is what's going on in your heart. Like you can fake it and tell yourself you're grateful and have a gratitude journal. And, and maybe there's some truth and fake it until you make it perhaps. But I think what we're looking for is that we, we have a genuine from the heart shift in our perspective so that we don't have to force ourselves to be grateful or even set up a disciplined practice to do it. But it sort of flows from our innermost being. That it's, it's sort of just we're grateful and appreciative because on the inside we feel that way. And if it's on the inside, it's going to come out through our actions and our attitudes and our behaviors and our words. And so obviously that's the perspective that I'm arguing for here. Um, so instead of saying we all should, you know, if we're going to have gratitude as a way of life, then we ought to set a, t- a set. Of, we ought to make Thanksgiving every day that we take some time to reflect, 
and describe what we'll, what we're thankful for every single day so that Thanksgiving is a way of life. Okay, you, you could do that. And, and God, that would not be terrible. That, there, there'd be a lot worse things you could do with your, with your life than doing that. But I want to talk today about some inner shifts that I can still make, that I can still grow in, and perhaps that you can still grow in that would make gratefulness be something that you don't have to try to express or to experience, that it can come spontaneously from within, that it can just bubble up because it is the nature of your innermost being, right? In other words, I want to talk about how can we make the inner changes to where gratefulness becomes a, like an easy practice. It's not even something I have to think about. I just am grateful. I just, I'm appreciative. I, I don't feel entitled. I, I feel, you know, very thankful for who I am and what I have and what I'm experiencing and for the world around me. And I have that joyful sort of demeanor. I have kind of gratitude written all over my face instead of having a kind of a scowl on our face and then we're trying to put makeup. So <laughs> it's almost like you heard that phrase, putting lipstick on a pig, right? <laughs> you can put lipstick on a pig, right? But no matter how much lipstick or makeup you put on a pig, it's still a pig, right? You've just made cosmetic changes. You haven't made a fundamental change to the pig. You've just dressed it up a little bit. <laughs> You've just put lipstick on it, but there's no fundamental change. It's only cosmetic. And I guess that's what I'm getting at here. How can we make fundamental changes so that we are just thankful, grateful, appreciative people, fun to be around, fun to relate with, enjoyable to experience, rather than trying to put lipstick all over ourselves and just cosmetically try to make ourselves be more grateful because we think we should or we think people will find us more attractive or whatever the reason might be, okay? So that's the perspective. And so I think this comes down to, to yeah, I guess to what I just said, to changing the perspective that we have on the people and circumstances and conditions in our lives. How do we see everything happening around us? Like, like, what is our viewpoint? What is our perspective? How do we frame everything around us? And I would suggest to you that this might be a little simplistic, but stick with me. I think you can look at the people, circumstances, and conditions of your life from two perspectives. I, I think we can make it this binary, that there's two ways to look at it. You can look at the things that happen as sort of impediments or blockages or barriers or inconveniences 
that are standing in between me and what I want. Or you could look at the people, circumstances, and conditions of your life as coming into your life and they are perfectly suited to help you learn the things that you really need to learn. Do you get the difference there? So you have people, circumstances, and conditions in your life, do you not? (laughs) That's what life is. It's your interaction with whatever's right in front of you. And whatever's right in front of you are people and conditions and circumstances. Anything from the economy to the weather to a partner or the lack thereof to your children to medical things, financial things, all things, right? So you have people and conditions and experiences and and circumstances in your life. How do you view them? Are they happening to me or are they happening for me? That's the phrase I'm going to repeat probably a hundred times in this podcast. (laughs) Is life happening to me or for me? Now, I'm not here to try to tell you that there is a gospel truth answer to that question. There isn't. There is no physics answer. There's no science answer. There is no religious answer. There is no answer. You just get to choose which way you would prefer to look at it. Because people and circumstances and conditions are going to be what they are because of all the forces in the universe that have gone beforehand to make it be the way they are. Like that person in your life, that person at work or that friend you have or something, they are the way they are because of all the forces that have happened since the Big Bang to make them that way. The way they were raised, all their experiences, their conditioning, which was all based upon their family of origin, their experiences and conditions and experiences and right. And whatever's unfolding right in front of you, however, the moment is taking shape is based upon all the physics and the chemistry and the biology and the psychology and the cosmology, you know, geology of everything that has happened for 14 and a half billion years beforehand. Okay. So that's why there's this saying, it is what it is, right? So life unfolds and people in condition and circumstances are the way they are. It's not personal. It's not about you. It's got nothing to do with you. It's, it's about all the forces in the universe that have conspired together over time to make this moment the way it is. Now, in that moment, you do get to choose how you're going to view what life has produced right in front of you. You just get to choose. That's what I mean by there is no answer. Is everything happening to me? Am I a victim? Are all these things impediments to what I want? Are they nuisances? 
Are they blocking my freedom? Are they blocking what I want to experience? Are they obstacles, annoyances? You get to view the present moment, every present moment, that way if you want to. You you get to think life happens to me. You can have that perspective. And if you do, you won't be a grateful, thankful, appreciative person, right? There's no way. If, if you look at everything happening in your life as just getting in the way of what I want, this traffic is in my way. You know, this person who's, I want love in my life. I, I want, I, I want love and intimacy and closeness and, and all this stuff. And, and my partner is not giving it to me. They're, 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 they're keeping me from experiencing what I want. They're not giving me what I want. Life is not giving me what I want. It's getting in the way. It's, it's an impediment. It's a roadblock. It's a barrier, whatever you want to call it. If you look closely at your life, you view most, I mean, I don't want to say you view everything that way because I don't know you. Um, I would be projecting because I can view a lot of my life that way. I have goals. I have dreams. I have desires. There's things I want and shit gets in the way. (laughs) Right. I could even say, you know, I want to make, you know, tons of money and my clients get in the way. I don't have enough clients. And, or, or my clients don't have enough money to, to pay me what I'm worth. <laughs> okay. right? So most of us really look at how life is unfolding and we're like annoyed that I want this. I want to go there. I want to experience this. I want my life to be this way. And these things are in the way. And keeping it from being that way. And you're just not going to be a thankful person. You're going to bitch, moan, and complain. I mean, why do we bitch, moan, and complain? Isn't it because we're not getting what we want? And if we're not getting what we want, isn't it because of some person or circumstance or condition that is in the way? Or not cooperating with what we want? (laughs) You get it? It's so obvious, right? It's just so obvious that so often we look at what's going on around us as our enemy, our obstacle, impediments to what we want. And therefore, you're just not going to be grateful and appreciative or thankful. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be angry. You're going you're gonna to bitch, moan, and complain. Okay? Now, you could look at how the present moment is unfolding whatever it is, people, circumstances, and conditions. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's cancer. I don't care if a person says, I want a divorce. I don't love you anymore. I don't care if your 18-year-old child says, I hate you, mom. I'm leaving. You're never going to see me again. But I mean, those are is the most extreme things I could come up with off the top of my head. <laughs> I certainly hope none of that ever happens to you, but it can. That's because life is strange that way. But no matter how life is unfolding, you could look at it and say, how is this for me? You don't have to look at life and say, oh, it's happening to me. You could choose, just choose. 
maybe for no rational reason, (laughs) you could just choose that I choose to believe that all people, circumstances, and conditions are perfectly suited to teach me the things that I most need to learn. That whatever's occurring is for me. It's for my growth. It's for my evolution. It may not be fun. It may be painful. It may be difficult. It may break my heart. But ultimately, you could choose to see whatever happens as happening for your maturity and growth and learning as a person. My main point is that we get to choose how we interpret or view how life is unfolding right in front of us. So again, you have no choice as to life unfolding right in front of you. If you're alive, there's going to be people, circumstances, and conditions every single moment of every day. But you do get to frame it any way you want. You get to frame it and view it as this is happening to me and bitch moan and complain or as much as I would not choose this as much as I would not say that I want it this way it is this way and so I choose to see this as happening for me I choose to see that life is committed to my growth and my evolution. Because in a way, the universe is about evolution, is it not? For 14 and a half billion years, right? Things have been evolving to the point where human beings appeared on the planet. And we evolve as a species. We used to, you know, walk around on all fours. And then we stood up as Neanderthals or something. I don't know all the history of, you know, the anthropology of the human race. (laughs) (laughs) but I do know we used to be cavemen and we're evolving and we're growing. And so you could say that life is about evolution. That's what life is doing. It's evolving everything. So life is evolving you. So maybe there is an answer to this question. Maybe, Maybe you could say that, no, life is for me, right? But you don't really need to have any faith. You don't need to have any belief. It's not, it really isn't about that. You just get to choose. Moment by moment, you get to choose, is this happening to me or for me? Now, do you see how obvious it would be that if you look at the people and circumstances and conditions of your life from the perspective that no, life is is evolving me, life is giving me the exact experiences I need to grow, to work on my weaknesses, Maybe life is doing whatever it's doing to help me learn about making agreements or setting boundaries, perhaps learning how to feel my feelings like grief, maybe perhaps how to express anger in a healthy way, right? If you look at it that way, that whatever's happening is for me and it's perfectly designed This is exactly what I need to learn the most important things for my growth. Then wouldn't you be grateful for everything? Even the things that no 
person in their right mind would be grateful for? (laughs) So we just get to choose this. And the more often we have the perspective that life is happening for me. So if my partner cheated on me and then it came out and I caught them and we broke up and now I'm single again, you could view that and say this happened to me and you could see your ex as an asshole and a bitch and a bastard and what they did to you and see that their behavior has kept you from experiencing the love and the the beauty and the relationship that you've always wanted. Like they are your impediment because of what they did to you. You could see it that way. Or you could see what happened and say, okay, how is this exactly what I needed to learn something? What can I learn from this? How is this for me? Perhaps I learn about trust. Perhaps I learn about myself and what my part was and how our relationship went that way, right? There's that old saying, whatever doesn't kill me makes me stronger. See, that's the perspective of a person who views life as happening for them rather than to them. If it's not going to kill me, it's going to make me better. It's going to make me stronger, right? And that person who actually doesn't just say that as a platitude, but they can feel it in their bones, they're going to be grateful for the challenges in their lives. They're going to be grateful for the difficulties. They might even be grateful for the weird things that people have done around them because it's made me stronger. It's making me better. It's making me wiser. It's making me deeper. It's making me have a greater understanding of myself and life and everybody around me. Okay? So the main point I'm impressing upon you, that this is a moment-to-moment thing. You don't just decide one day, okay, I'm just going to see life is happening for me, and that's it. Once, and it's done. No. No. You might make the commitment that I want to view life as happening for me because I just don't want to feel like a victim and feel upset and bitch moan and complain the rest of my life. So you may make the commitment that that is my intention, right? But it's a moment by moment, experience by experience thing. Person coming into your life, person after person, condition after condition, circumstance after circumstance where you have to re-up Nope, I'm seeing this one as for me. This one is for me. This one is for me. So it's a moment by moment thing that you repeat over and over again as life shows up in front of you time and time again. You're driving down the street. You're going to an appointment. It's really important. You get a flat tire. Okay, is that an impediment? Is that keeping me from what I most want, which is this interview or maybe a first date with somebody who's really exciting? And now, oh shit, fuck, why does this happen to me? Flat tire, right? And you bitch, moan, and complain, right? You could look at that flat flat tire and you could say, ooh, ooh, I am committed to seeing life is happening for me. Okay, I am open to learning how this experience is exactly what I need for my growth. 
maybe by missing that first date or that job appointment, I can learn to trust a little bit. Maybe to relax. Maybe to let go of thinking that everything is done by me and that I'm responsible for everything. And and maybe I get to trust that life is unfolding perfectly. And maybe I learn how to live without anxiety from this flat tire. I, I don't know. I'm just making things up here on the, on the fly to make a point. Right? So I think that if we would like to have Thanksgiving be something that we experience 365 days a year, if we want gratitude as a way of life, then it's not about going from the outside in and trying to be more grateful and saying things and blah, blah, blah. That's nice. It's about shifting the inner way that we see life from to me to for me. And from that, spontaneously, you'll feel gratitude. Now, I want to share with you a story that happened to me. Now, boy, it's got to be six or seven years ago. But I will never forget it. It was just a life-changing experience for me. Because it's something that I, I experienced another person who viewed life this way. In a moment when I recognized that if I was her, in her experience, I would not have seen it that way. So here's what happened. This is back when I was living in Orlando, Florida, and I was going for a run. Okay? I was doing like a four-mile run or something like that. And so it's a Sunday morning, and it's a Sunday morning in the summertime. And if you live in Florida in the summer, the mornings are so beautiful. The sky is usually crystal clear blue. It's like low 70s. Um, there's a little humidity, you know, so your skin isn't dry and there's no chapped lips and your hands aren't scaly, right? There's some moisture in the air. There's not much wind. The sun is out. It's, it's warm, but it's not smothering. It's humid, but it's not ridiculous. I mean, later in the afternoon, the thunderstorms will build. It'll get to be 93 and, you know, the heavens open up and dump on you for 20 minutes and, you know, that every day it's like that. But in the morning, there are no clouds usually in the sky, okay? So it's a Sunday morning and I'm going for a run, right? And I'm going down through this neighborhood, down a sidewalk, and I can see about 100 yards coming at me is a woman maybe around 35-ish. At the time, I might be around 55-ish. And she's walking down the street with her dog. Okay? And it's a good-sized dog. Not a 100-pound dog, but it's it's a good-sized dog. Um, and I may be 100 yards away, but I can see this dog is already eyeing me. <laughs> okay? <laughs> now... She's coming toward me and I'm coming toward her. And as I get closer, the dog begins to lose its mind. Okay? It wants to eat me. All right? And so she steps off of the sidewalk. The dog's on a leash, obviously. Otherwise, I'd have been in trouble. Um, she steps off the sidewalk, pulls the dog aside. And now I'm coming running by and the dog is barking its brains out. I mean, it wants to chew on me and she's talking to the dog. I forget what the name was, but she's saying, no, sit, quiet, behave, 
down. I mean, she's really, really trying to train her dog to behave because it's sort of clear that it's not just me. <laughs> the dog does this, okay? And so she's trying to train her damn dog. At the same time, I could imagine that it's a Sunday morning and she's just out for a walk with her dog and, you know, just walking with her dog. And she just wants to have a nice, relaxing Sunday morning with her dog. And then me, the obstacle, the impediment to what she most wants, this, this wonderful Sunday morning walk with her dog, this jackass has got to come running down the street at me and drive my dog insane and mess up my chi and ruin my nice, peaceful Sunday morning. Fuck! Right? That's the way I would have responded if I was her. <laughs> okay? It's just the truth. I want to go out and walk my dog, and I don't want somebody to come running past me, and now my dog's losing its mind. For God's sakes, you know? Okay. So she could have viewed it that way. She could have viewed me that way. Like, oh, what a hassle. What a nuisance. What an annoyance. This guy's got to come running down this side of the street, right past me and my dog. So she could have been annoyed at the whole thing. I got to pull my dog off to the side and now I got to try to teach him to shut up because he's embarrassing me. The dog's barking, growling, and the whole thing. Okay? So I don't know... At, at, at that moment, if she felt that way, I'm just projecting. That's how I would have felt. But she did pull the dog off. She was trying to teach the dog and she was saying, sit, be quiet. And the dog really wasn't listening. Okay. So this all happens in the span of what? 10, 20 seconds. And, you know, we were going opposite directions. So I just keep going on my run and she keeps going the other way. Well, as it turned out, when I go on a run, I go two miles in one direction and then I turn around and I come home the exact same way. Well, I didn't know that when she walks her dog, she goes out and walks down the street one direction and then turns around and comes home the exact same way. So you know what's happening here, don't you? <laughs> We're going to cross paths again. <laughs> so I don't know how long it was, 10 or 15 minutes um, for us to cross paths again. But, but now I'm coming back down the street and I see her and I'm like, oh God, this dog is going to chew on me again. And she sees me and here I come and she pulls the dog off. The, it starts to bark a little bit. She pulls it off the side of the road or off the side of the sidewalk. And she says, sit. And the dog sits a little bit. Okay. It, she says, quiet to, to whatever name, you know, and the dog it didn't become like a perfectly trained dog by Caesar Milan, okay? But the dog was very different, very different. So as I'm running by and this dog is not losing its mind, it's kind of it's kind of looking at me. It's kind of wanting to jump, but it's not. It's it's making little barks like Rrr. it's just it wants to, but it's not. It's really listening to its owner. And as I jog by. I say something like to her, I said, wow, man, your dog's doing so much better, right? Because it was only a few minutes before I saw her last. And her response, I'll never forget it as long as I live. She said, yes, thanks for helping us. Do you have goosebumps? 
I do. She says, yes, thanks for helping me. She saw me not as an impediment to her Sunday morning getting in her way and being a pain in the ass and stopping her from having the peaceful, nice walk that she wanted to have with her dog. She saw me as her ally. I was there to help her train her dog in her mind. She was grateful that I came running by because it gave her a chance to train her dog. She wasn't bitching, moaning, and complaining. She was grateful because she saw me not as an enemy or an impediment to what she wanted, but she saw me as, oh, great. Life has brought this guy down the street. This is a great chance for me to train my dog. Oh, here he comes again. <laughs> oh, I get another chance. To train my dog. She saw me as an ally rather than an enemy. And she was grateful rather than I could have put her in a really bad mood if she saw me as life happening to her. Uh, go for a walk and these people, you know, get in my way, make my dog go crazy and I feel bad and I, 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 I bitch and moan and complain. She didn't see it that way. Thanks for helping us. Now, you may want to smack me in the face, but I am telling you that I don't care what your situation is, what the conditions or circumstances of your life are. I don't care what some person did to you in relationship, how they ghosted you or gaslighted you or cheated on you or ignored you or rejected you or or what somebody did at work, or what your children are doing, or what your siblings are doing. I don't care. You can look at them, or the condition, or the circumstance, and say, thanks for helping me. Thanks for helping me learn and train myself. <laughs> thanks for being the perfect thing that I needed to work on the thing that I most need to work on. You have come along as just the right thing at just the right time to teach me exactly what I need to learn. It's perfect. It's perfect. You cheated on me and deceived and lied and then left me and it's perfect. I got a diagnosis the stock market crashed. Whatever it might be. I got a flat tire. I got in a car accident. My friend did this. My boss did that. Thank you for helping me. Now, if that sounds like, whew, Dude, you're putting the bar pretty damn high. Okay, yes, that's true. That's true. It is. And I'm, I'm, I'm just only wanting to open you up to the perspective. We can always keep the to me mindset and bitch, moan, and complain if we want to. No one's going to stop us from doing that. But I'm hoping to introduce you to the idea that you get to frame your life and how it's unfolding any way you want. 
and one will produce gratefulness and thanksgiving as a way of life, and the other will make you miserable and you'll probably need Prozac or Xanax or alcohol or something else to survive. So that right there, that is how we can have gratitude and thanksgiving as a way of life. Now, as a coach, I would love to come and run past your life and serve you and, and of course, my clients serving me because I view all of my clients as no matter what happens with them, they're the perfect client that I need to learn what I need to learn. I learn from my clients. My clients learn from me. And so perhaps we can learn from each other. Perhaps I've stirred up some things today or maybe in other podcasts and you've been wondering, maybe should I talk to Roy about maybe working with him? And maybe now is the time, you know, especially as we're getting near the beginning of the next year, right? Maybe, maybe now is the time to think about hiring a coach to make 2023 be the best year of your life. So anyway, you know where to find me. If you want to talk about anything like that, you can reach me at Roy at coachingwithroy.com or My cell phone number is 407-687-3387. So toward a life of at least more gratitude or more appreciation or more Thanksgiving than we might have had 45 minutes ago, um, I hope I'm going to experience that. I hope you experience that. And until next time, take care. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.